Hi, I'm Leslie Parmeter from Climate Performance Partners, welcoming you to the Climate Connect podcast, where we share valuable insights and business of optometry advice from independent optometrist practice owners and staff members to help others address challenges, achieve their goals, and transform their practice. In this episode, we're going to focus on something that independent optometry practices have been dealing with for quite a while now, staffing challenges, and how one practice addressed that issue successfully. I'm joined by Dr. Michael Fieser, along with his wife and practice manager, Angela Fieser, owners of Fieser Eye Care in Odessa, Texas. Welcome to the Climate Connect podcast. Thank you. Hello. Hiring and retaining good employees is challenging, and that's certainly true for many independent eye care practices. But the two of you have found a solution that's working for you that has to do with utilizing virtual assistance. Now, before we learn about your journey through adopting that and how it's going, just provide our listeners with some background on what was going on in your practice before you incorporated virtual assistance into your practice and how you came to that decision to move forward with the idea. Sure, Leslie. First off, let me just say that we acquired this practice about two and a half years ago, and it was an existing practice. We have been hiring people and training them. And one of the unique things about our particular area is uh, we're right in the middle of oil country. So that means that you have people coming from all over the country to work here, and it's very high wage. Uh, They get paid a lot of money. So it's very hard for us to compete with the talent. So we've always looked at ways to outsource. We currently outsource our uh, insurance billing, and we had been outsourcing our call center. We were using a concierge service for the call center, but we weren't very happy with it. They were not very responsive to us, and we just didn't feel like they cared quite as much about our patients as we did. That's where we were, and so we started looking for other ways, and and actually, we came across this. We went to the Texas Optometric Association meeting, and the team were there. We actually got a chance to meet and talk with one of the virtual assistants, so once we found out about that, we said, hey... Let's see if we can give this a try. And we initially started off with our call center. We brought Sabrina on board and Sabrina then started handling our call center. We did that for a while. And then after that, we ended up saying, well, I I could use a scribe because my scribe was only there 25% of the time and she was being called away. I said, well, let's see what, what happens with the scribes. That's how we started off. So, Angela, you started with one, a person who was answering your phones, and then you added in a scribe. And are you now currently still with just those two virtual assistants? That is where we currently are. However, we are thinking about getting someone for billing who's actually dedicated because what we found doing this virtual assistance is that they are invested in our company. So we have two Sabrina, who we had hired, and a month later, we got Vanina, and Vanina is the support for Dr. Fieser. Maybe two days a week, he had some support, whereas with a virtual assistant, such as Vanina, she is on every day from the moment he starts patients into the moments he's done with patients. She is very good at what she does, and Sabrina answers the phones, does recalls, She does all confirmations. And because you've had success with these two virtual assistants, you're looking to add someone for billing, you said. Now, Angela, where are these two assistants working from? In Argentina. When I was doing the interviews, there were 
approximately five interviews for each time I hired someone. I got to choose from my virtual interviews which one would better suit our needs. Oh, okay. So it sounds like you had a pool of candidates to choose from. Right. And in this pool, you are introduced to them. They tell you where they are. Anywhere in South America, there are two hours ahead of us, actually. Oh, right. And has the time difference been an issue for you at all? Yes, that has been an issue because we start our day at nine o'clock and they don't actually start work until 11. And then with this time change, they're actually three hours now because they don't have a time change. But because they are so good, they just really want to work. They're dedicated. It sounds like they're willing to work around the three-hour time difference, despite the challenges associated with that. And you talk about them, Angela, as if they are your employees. They are our employees, and they do follow the rules and the policy regulations and the HIPAA, but we pay a company that takes care of all of the legalities, the taxes, and so on and so forth. If there are any money differences, that, that's all done with them. We just pay a flat sum. Oh, I see. Dr. Fieser, this one's for you. How did you inform your patients about the introduction of virtual assistance and the changes in your staffing? First off, I would say that with the previous service that we were using was the concierge service. I was getting almost daily complaints from my patients on they didn't call back, they didn't follow through, things like that. So the change was like night and day from having a call center with different people who may or may not have known our practice very well and different levels of concern to a person who directly reported to us, worked with us. And so I would say, even though we didn't do any mass campaign to kind of like, hey, let everybody know we're going to be changing, I think that the change in and of itself was one that everybody noticed and that the improvement in the call service was better. And she doesn't take all of our calls. We use Weave extensively with her. She not only calls, but she actively engages in text messaging through Weave with our patients and she confirms patients. And there's actually just, there's probably just as much text messaging going on, if not more than the actual calls. Considering that both of your assistants are from Argentina, and especially this one, since she directly interacts with your patients through the call center, do any of your patients complain about not being able to understand her accent? So the the reason why I picked Sabrina, she speaks several languages, but her English was beautiful and her personality just came out. So we try to make sure that patients will understand them. And if there is an issue, and, and I haven't had one yet, I'm pretty sure that we could figure out how to please a patient. Because we have several people inside the office as well that she could have transferred the call to. That's great that you didn't have any problems with communication, at least not yet, because I would have thought that might have been one that would pop up along the way. And now tell me about Vanina, your virtual scribe, and how she interacts with your patients, if she interacts with them at all. Yeah, Vanina, we hired her as a scribe. And one thing I will say is that when we looked quality of the applicants that we got for the job, most of them were college educated, even had like four-year college degrees in the medical field, multiple languages. So the quality of the applicants was really good. 
So the person that we hired for my scribe, and I walk into the patient room, I introduce her to all my patients. So I used to be on video and I just, I would, I'd show her, you know, if it's just one patient or a family, I'd show her around the room, introduce her. And so they're like, oh, okay. I've had really positive reception. Everybody pretty much gets it. You he know. calls her his translator. We have a lot of people in this area that speak Spanish. And some people don't speak any English when they walk in the door. She's gotten to know how I operate at this point so well that she just jumps right in, takes over, and she starts asking the questions that she knows that I'm going to ask every single time I walk into a room. And she just takes over. It sounds like even though she's virtually assisting you, she's doing just as good a job as anyone who would be in person. Exactly. It really is. So you're both describing a fairly smooth integration of your virtual assistants so far during this interview, but I feel like there probably were some challenges along the way. Tell us about any challenges that popped up. I think one of the more interesting challenges that came up was with the person who's doing our call center work. We had a patient who called in and, and was trying to find our place. And we're inside a mall. There's several different entrances. And the patient was walking around the mall. And unfortunately, in this particular case, I think the patient became confused and didn't know where she was. And so she's talking to Sabrina and Sabrina's trying to guide her. And then we, we all of a sudden realized that she really didn't know how that mall was laid out. And so in that particular situation, the patient became frustrated. And we fixed that pretty readily. We actually just, we got her a map of the mall and that pretty much fixed that. And so now when people call in or looking for directions, she knows how to guide them. So that was one of the more challenging situations I think that came up. I will say from the scribe standpoint, I think that that was much more labor intensive for me. It's very slow going at first because I had to walk her through every part of documenting in our electronic health record. We would get done with the patient. I would have to stop, say, okay, show me your screen. Let me show you where you push this button, where you put this in. And that's been ongoing for several months. But what I found is that even though it started off slow, we now have got things where the patient flow is very smooth and only very rarely do we come across a situation that she doesn't know how to handle. Now, in the beginning of our conversation, Dr. Fieser, you said that you had previously had part-time scribes physically in your practice, right? Correct. So how would you describe the training process between your virtual assistant in the scribe position and somebody in-house? Well, I really wouldn't say it was harder because the problem with our scribes in-house is the scribes are always kind of being competed for. In other words, we knew if the optical was being overrun, which happens sometimes that, that the scribe would be pulled away. If somebody called in sick, we knew that the scribe would be pulled away. So that was probably one of the biggest challenges with having the scribes in-house. And now she's not pulled away for anything because that's her only job is, is to support me. And when I'm working, she works right. and that's worked pretty well. And what about her vacation time? Have you had any conflicts there, Angela? I think we're going to miss her maybe one or two days. So in that regard, Dr. Fieses already knows that he is able to do something without his scribe there because he had been doing it all along. But it's always helpful because he actually finishes his work. You know, yeah. he's closing yeah. out documents. He's closing out exams. Uh, yeah. He wasn't doing that before. So it freed up time for you, Dr. Fieser. Now, Angela, what are some other benefits that you have come to realize through your two virtual assistants? Well, better patient care. 
number one. I think that the patients appreciate that every time there's a situation that we can improve upon, the patient actually sees that it's working out well also for us and my team, because if we can't answer the phone, if we can't be with Dr. Fieser, then they're not being pulled away from their job. And that benefit alone is rewarding for the doctor, for our team, and for the virtual assistants who help us. It sounds like in the past, you had to move team members around to fill holes as needed. And now, since these two virtual staff members have dedicated positions, there's considerably less need to pull people from what they normally do to fill an immediate need, right? It's minimal because we still have people who can't come in to work sometimes, but our virtual assistants are there. They're supportive. Dr. Fieser, what key factors do you think were part of your success with bringing on your two virtual assistants? So, Leslie, number one, got to have a cloud-based practice management software, cloud-based EHR. I think it would be extremely difficult to do this if you did not have a cloud-based system that somebody could access remotely in an efficient manner. The best way to think about it is when I'm working with my scribe, I have automated foropters and I push a button and it downloads all of my refractive data into the EHR. Well, she may be hundreds or thousands of miles away, but pretty much within half a second, that pops up on her screen. So that's very important. Third thing would be the weave has just been invaluable because weave has several functions that have made this, the, the ability to remotely answer the phone, the ability to remotely text patients. And then weave also has a team chat function, which has proved invaluable. What happens is when I'm just about done with a patient, the scribe, Benino, will send a message out to all the team members in our office and say, Dr. Fieser has finished up with this patient and is ready for transfer. My team knows that I expect within about 30 seconds, I expect somebody to be knocking on the door and coming into the room to take the patient over. That's my handoff. And so that team chat function and weave has really been helpful. So those were some of the key factors there. I think from a team standpoint, we had regular team meetings and we started introducing the concept to our team. We let them know that these people were going to be coming on board before they ever got there. And then now when we have our staff meetings, which we generally have once every two weeks, we actually will bring them in. We'll bring them in on the screen. They're part of the staff. And so I think that integrating them that way into the office has been helpful with our success with these virtual assistants. Angela, do you regularly monitor and evaluate the work of your virtual assistants to make sure that they're meeting your practices, standards, and expectations? It sounds like it since you said that they're included in your staff meetings. Yes, they are monitored. So what we have on our weave is the option to listen to all of our recordings. Now we're able to monitor Sabrina and she's been very good about, well, how do you think I should answer when they say, where am I? You know, I don't want to tell them I'm in Argentina. I said, well, you don't need to do that. You could just say you're working from home. Leslie, I think it's important with the recording function that everybody has to check their own state laws because in Texas, which is where we're based, the law says that one person has to know that the the recording is being done. In other states, there are some states where you would literally have to let the patient know every single time that they were being recorded. That's just a small legality, but all of our conversations are recorded by Weave. 
That's another functionality that we provide. And that's why we're able to, whenever there's an issue, we are able to go in and listen and see and figure out what happened, which I, I described the mall experience a little bit earlier. We were actually able to go in and listen to the recording and say, oh, well, we need to fix this. So what advice do the two of you have for any eye care practices considering this option of hiring virtual assistants that you haven't mentioned yet? Maybe something you learned along the way. So make sure that you have a very good job description. The job description is going to be key to finding the right person for the job. Make sure when you get the person, I'm going to just lay it out. There was fear for me because I was diving into something I knew nothing about. I had to work through that and get to the other end because I knew that if this was a success, it was coming from the right person and the right training. Just to let you know, there's a lot of training put forth in the first month. So be prepared to at least be online with that person between four and five hours a day. If you want your assistants to work very well for you, then you have to put in the effort. You have to do the training. This person needs to also be integrated in your staff and that they need to treat them like they would someone who's in their office. And when we do bonuses to our employees, they get bonuses too. You have to treat everybody the same. And your thoughts, Dr. Fieser? I agree. The job description is important. But I also think that going in, knowing what's most important for the person that you're going to select for the job. And I think that one of the things that we decided was that the ability to understand them clearly was paramount. Then I'd also like to throw in for everybody to look at the world situation. The people that we've been able to add to our team are highly educated compared to the staff that we would normally be hiring. So that's a huge plus. But then all you have to do is look at the economic changes that are going on in Argentina, for example, and know that what we're paying for them is much lower than we would expect to pay for somebody in-house. The money that they're receiving, which is in U.S. dollars, is much higher than they would be able to get out on their local economy. So Sabrina was just telling us how for the first time in her life, she was actually able to go and buy a car. And that's how this changed her life. So that makes it a win-win situation for everyone. Congratulations, Dr. Fieser and Angela, on successfully incorporating virtual assistance into your practice. I know you and your team have worked very hard to get where you are. And I really appreciate and want to thank you for your insightful and open conversation today about how you tackled staffing challenges in your practice. And I wish you both the very best as you continue your business of optometry journey. Thank you. To summarize what we discussed in today's podcast episode, using virtual assistance in your eye care practice can be a valuable resource to enhance efficiency, flexibility, and productivity. However, it is essential to approach the integration thoughtfully with the following considerations. Properly training your virtual assistants is essential to ensure that they understand the nuances and requirements of your practice. Effective communication is crucial. Establish clear guidelines and protocols for information sharing and confidentiality. Regularly monitoring and evaluating the work of your virtual assistants ensures that they meet your practice's standards and expectations. Ensure that your virtual assistants have access to the necessary technology and software required to perform their tasks effectively. 
And finally, be aware of any legal considerations, like data protection regulations and the recording of phone conversations. We want to remind our listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of our guests and do not necessarily reflect those of Climate Performance Partners, sponsors, or affiliated companies. The content provided is for informational purposes only and should not be considered an endorsement or promotion of any specific company, product, or service. We hope that this podcast was helpful to you, and we have a treasure trove of resources for our optometric practice partners at KleinmanConnect.com. If you're not a member and you would like to know more about us and access all kinds of valuable information that can help you with your optometry practice business development, visit us at Kleinman.com. I look forward to connecting with you again next month for our next Climate Connect podcast episode, always on the first Wednesday of each month. Remember to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Spotify to get notifications of episode launches. Catch you next time.